Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. If you see somebody here for the first time, walk up to them and, and shake their hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to make, uh, just say a couple things this morning. Uh, I want, I, the Lord's been dealing with me about fasting. And, and so when he deals with me, that means he's dealing with you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so uh, you know, last week we had an evangelist here, and, and he, he was awesome. Um, he's Pastor David. He, he really is an evangelist, and I thought he did a great job. I love the way he ministers. But, you know, at the end of the month, we're going to have a prophet. A prophet's come to the church. You know, and, and the fivefold ministry is important. It's good to have a pastor and a teacher, but you need the evangelist and the, the apostle and the prophet. You, you need all five of them. We need all five of them for us to be complete. Mary Frances Barallo is going to be here in, in October 30th. Yeah, she's going to come. How many of you have heard her before or been in her meetings? Yeah, she, she's one of those, when she comes that morning, you repent for everything. You don't have to really do that, you know. But, but God moves through her in a special way. And so on the 23rd, that Sunday, the 23rd, I, I, uh, I want us to start a fast for seven days. And, and we'll end on Saturday, the 29th. It, that'll be the first day of the fast, and we'll end that day. Now, you know what? Here's what I do. I, I'm going to fast. I, I know when I'm going to fast, okay? At the first three days, I'll probably just eat. I won't. I'll just drink water. And then after that, I usually just eat vegetables. And I give up something that's very dear to me, Rhonda. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never give her up. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, baby. But, but I do give up coffee. I knew that was going to get you. <laughs> what? You know, it, but I, I'm not going to make rules for you guys. You know, you know what you need to fast. And the thing about fasting, it's not just starving yourself. It's, it's in, you know, instead your focus is on God. Your focus is on Jesus. You know, turn off the TV. Turn off that news. You know, for just a few days fasting. You know, and, and last time there were, people told me all different kinds of things that they fasted. But what, whatever God puts on your heart, I want you to do that that week. And, and you know what? I, I really believe that it's not just really because she's coming, but we need it. I believe we need it as a body to just refocus and, and to get closer to God. You know, the Bible says in James that when we draw close to him, that he, draw, he draws near to us. And you know what? He shows us. And, and the next thing it says, to cleanse your hands, you sinners. You know, and... and you know, I'm not saying I don't want to get on to people, but we all have things in our life that we probably need to deal with. During that time, I really believe that God's going to purify us and he's going to help us. Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So I'm going to start something today. I'm going to begin to talk to you about our vision, what we're going to be doing. And it's going to, it's going to take, uh, I'm going to do it today and two more weeks.
Grant will come. Then the first Sunday and uh, in October, I mean September, I'll finish it up then. And so right now you're going to receive some papers that that uh, or some some sheets of paper, and I want you to take one of these because the Lord has moved. He, he moved in my heart, and and I begin to. Pastor Steve and I began to pray about this. Oh my goodness, the first time we met, and and uh, and we just begin to pray, and and I just begin to talk. You know, I'm I just talk, and and he just listens and he writes, and and so together we worked on this, and 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 I believe that that the Lord gave us some direction, and this is the way we're going to go. You know, it's. I can't help but think that it really is kind of a, a new season for our church. It's a new season for New Creation Church, and 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 so, you know, we're we're, I I, I just want us to to know the direction that we're going. I want you to know what the Lord's put on my heart. So, I'm just going to read this to you, and I'm not going to spend much time on this. I'm just going to read through it, but then I'm going to teach the. Then I'm going to teach you something today. All right, let me read it. NCC is a family of diverse, discerning believers. And, and you know, when it's diverse, there's many of us, many different kinds of people in here. And, and I love that. I love that. Somebody asked me the other day uh, what I think about, do, do I think black lives matter? Absolutely. I do. I believe that there's been some things that have happened to black people in our history that, that have been harmful. And I, and I think they've been persecuted. Yet, you know, the kingdom of God is who we are. We're part of a, a, a wonderful thing called the kingdom of God. And everybody's important. You know, everybody. I, as, as I, as I've been around uh, some people here lately, and, and they're Hispanic. And they've told me about, even in Longmont, Colorado, how they were persecuted when they were when they were young kids, but you know what? God loves everybody. God wants you. You're all important and you're all essential. So we're all going to join this greater family of God called the Kingdom of God. And you know the Kingdom of God is has a different king than the world. Okay, the king is Jesus. And, and, and we do things his way. We believe his way. And that's why we embrace his word like we do. So, but it's established on faith in God's word devoted to prayer, ministering and healing and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Woo! And carrying the love of Jesus to our community and to the nations. That's who we are, you guys. And, and I'm going to talk about this a whole lot more but I'm just going to keep moving this morning. So you have a vision, but then you have to have a mission to complete the vision. And so the tenets of the mission are this, teaching. The will of God begins with the written word of God, the Bible. We provide several teaching gatherings each week to help us, help us grow in the knowledge of God's word, to build our faith according to Romans 10, 17. Now that's what I'm going to teach about today is teaching. Okay, the next one is, is praying. We have a passion for praying for God's will in our church, our city, our nation, and around the world. 
we seek, desire, and pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be manifested in our lives and in the lives of all believers. We believe the presence and power of God changes our lives and the lives of others. We assemble to pray every week and expect God to answer our prayers as he has throughout the history of our church, according to John 15, 16. You know, and we do that. We offer times during the week where we gather together as a group and we pray. And, and you're always invited. Wednesday night, you're all invited. It's powerful. I, I, it's one of my favorite time, times of the week. We get together and we pray. And then on uh, Friday morning, it's early. It's 6 o'clock. But we pray then. And, and you're invited. You can join us online in these, in these, in these times too. But you know what? What we try to do is set an example for all of us to pray at our home, to, to have a lifestyle of prayer. Third thing is healing. We believe healing is a part of our redemption and a specific part of the calling of New Creation Church. We believe the power of the Lord is present to heal when we speak the name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen. As healing comes... From him, according to Matthew 8, 17 and 1 Peter 2, 24. Again, I'll talk about all these as we go. Loving. This is so important. We love the people around us regardless of their past and their current situation. I love, I love the word that came forth this morning, you know, about people. We love them. We love them. We love sharing the gospel and praying for others, especially those in hospitals, nursing homes, and homebound. We stand together in faith, believing God to meet each other's needs. John 3.16. I'm going to pray, okay? Father, thank you that you helped me this morning, that you helped me minister this word to this people. Father, open up their hearts to receive your word this morning. Your word is a life changer. Your word, it, it changes everything about us. It brings life to every situation, and we trust in your word. Father, I thank you that you give me utterance, and I speak boldly as I ought, making known the mystery of the gospel. Father, I give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the first part of today of our mission, it's, it's, teaching, it's teaching the will of God I'm going to say it again, begins with the written word of God, the Bible. We provide several teaching gatherings each week to help us grow in the knowledge of God's word in order to build our faith according to Romans uh, 10, 17. And, and here's what it says. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's say that together. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's important for us to hear the word of God. You know, and there's different ways that you can do that, but usually it's in the form of teaching. Faith is important to our life, you guys. It says in Hebrews 11, 11.1, 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence or the assurance of things not seen. That's what faith is. And, and, and just a few uh, scriptures later in 11.6, it says, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, 
If you want to please God, then you need to be taught the word of God and it's going to build faith on the inside of you and and, and that way you please him. And another one, I, this in, in uh, Joshua 1.8, it says, it says this, this word of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night to do according to all that is written therein. And then your way will be made prosperous and you'll have good success. Say in the word of God, it, it, when you believe in your heart and when you speak it with your mouth, it builds faith on the inside of you. The other day I was walking on Winston. That's our, our, our Doberman Pinscher. Actually, he's about this big. He weighs about 10 pounds. I walked by the, the, the door the other day, or the window, and Rhonda was looking out, and she said, now, which one was walking who? Uh, she, because he is a, he may be little, but he's strong. Uh, and he thinks he's all that. But anyway, when, when we walk, when I walk him, he has this harness on him, and I put that harness on him, and I cinch it down, and then I hook on the leash to it. And it's not very long either, but it's long enough to where he's out there. Now, when I'm walking him, I mean, that leash is like faith. I have him. I don't really have him because he's up here. And you know what? Sometimes he gets out of control if he sees another dog. And you know what that that leash does for me? I can pull him right up to me, and I can grab him. That's what our faith is. That's what it does for us. That, that promise that's out there. And, you know, even life sometimes, like he gets out of control, it gets out of control. But you know what anchors us? It's our faith in God's word. And so if you're going to, if you're going to hear the word of God, then there has to be a teacher. Romans 10, 4 says that. How can they hear if they don't have a preacher? Someone has to preach and teach the word of God to you. So the example that I wanted to share with you this morning is Jesus. Can you think of a better example than Jesus? And, and so I have some scriptures that I want to share with you this morning. It's in, uh, and I'm going to start with Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. It, it, and, uh, and it says, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and listen to this, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. He went teaching and preaching the word of God. And, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, but when he taught, something happened to those people. Because after that, they were healed. After that, of course, he was Jesus, and he had the power of God residing on the inside of him. But you know what? Faith draws that power out of him still today and that's why we live the way we do in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 2 it says this he opened his mouth and taught them saying this is the sermon on the mount and so in in chapters 5 6 and 7 it was about morals he taught about how to live and how to live a right life he told us that 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 even any state of our life that we were going to be blessed he told us that we need to that we're a light in the world and we need to let our light shine. He said that marriage is sacred. He said that we need to always go the extra mile. And we need to the golden rule. Do unto others as we would have them do to us. And then he taught us how to pray. He gave us the model prayer of, of how to pray to the Father. 
but it goes on for three chapters where he he opened his mouth and he began to teach about the kingdom of God. Another scripture, it says in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 29, it says, For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Someone in authority, it means they have power and they know it. They, he, he taught with power and he knew that he was in charge. And that's Jesus. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and the, and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Again, teaching, healing, teaching, healing. Mark 6, 34, I love this story. It says, and Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion. See, that's, can you imagine that? You know, when you move in compassion, that means that you feel people's hurt. You feel their pain. He was moved that way because he could see these people. And, 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 the, and, uh, and it says, uh, preacher, I lost my place. Because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. You know what a shepherd does? A shepherd feeds you, but he watches over you too. What a responsibility. What a job. And he saw them that way. So he began to teach them many things. He was, he was shepherding them. And he was watching over them because he fed them. <laughs> he did a miracle that day. And he fed 5,000 people with five fish. I mean, five loaves and two fish. A miracle. But I noticed something about Jesus, that he was always teaching the multitude, but something else was going on at the same time. He was teaching those 12 yahoos that followed him around. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they were just ordinary people. They'd been passed over by the elite ones that the scribes wanted to teach. Jesus went right to the fishermen, the rejected ones, and he began to teach them. That makes me feel good. It really does. He picks the common people. And, and so in Mark 6, 2, it says this, And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is it which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hand? So by this time, you can see this connection. There's a connection between uh, hearing the word of God, if, if, if it's being taught, teaching the word of God, hearing the word of God, and, and deliverance, miracles, and healing. There's a connection. And so it refers back, I want to refer back to Romans 10, 17. And let's all say that again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so, so if I looked up a couple of uh, commentaries about this, and I'll read the first one to you. It says, it is the word of God that the Holy Spirit used to awaken a response of faith within us. Isn't that something? The Holy Spirit worked on the inside of us, and it triggered this response. Hey, I believe that. 
it, it was on the inside of us. And it's it's the re, re I'm sorry. It's the reliability of the word of God on which we rest our faith for salvation. It's true. It is true. It's not the mainstream. It's the true stream. It's the truth, God's word. Hallelujah. And, and so when I was thinking of that, there, there's this one little short scripture, and it says this in, in Luke chapter nine, five, 7 and verse 50. I need to get quiet. Hold on. Thanks, buddy. Luke chapter 5, verse 50. And listen to what he says. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, when you back up, though, you find out that this woman was a sinner. In fact, everybody, I, I really believe... It, it kind of makes me believe that she might have just been a prostitute. And so she was a sinful woman, and she came into a dinner with Jesus once. And, and he had been invited there by the Pharisees. And this woman fell down to his feet, and she began to, it's about the alabaster box that was filled with perfume. And, and she began to anoint his feet. Her tears were so great they washed his feet and then she used her own hair to wipe his feet off she was desperate to get to him and I believe it's because of this just before that he had been teaching and there were people that, that he was teaching, teaching about John the Baptist and, and even it says a lot of sinners even the tax collectors that they knew that what he taught was the way he had convinced them but the crowd he didn't convince was the Pharisees because they didn't like John either. That's what it amounts to. And when they challenged him, he said, when I came into this room, you didn't, you didn't greet me with a kiss. But this lady has been kissing my feet continually. When I came in this room, you didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she's anointed my feet. You didn't even, I've, I've really got them out of order, but you didn't even give me water to wash my feet, but she's washed my feet with her tears. Something triggered me. Something went off in that lady, and I believe it's because she heard him preach the word of God that drew her to him. And listen to this. It says this. It said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You remember when you got saved? I do. I'll never forget it because I heard a word that day that drew me to that altar. And I asked Jesus to be my Lord. Mark chapter 5 and verse 34, there's another lady. And this lady, oh, I missed something. Well, I got to tell you this. This is important. So I got another commentary I wanted to share with you. It says faith is, that, that was for salvation. It says faith, believing in God's mighty power for all of our needs. Not just salvation, but all of our needs. This lady was at another meeting and she was hearing the word of God. And there was a crowd, there was a huge crowd there. But this lady had an issue of blood. She'd been hemorrhaging for 12 years. 
the word of God touched her that day. And all of a sudden, faith rose up on the inside of her. And she began to fight her way through the crowd. She wasn't even allowed to be there. She was unclean. But she fought her way through the crowd because of the, the word that she heard. And she said, if only I could touch. It said continually, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I'd be made whole. And it happened. She touched him. Jesus knew that virtue would come out of him. And finally, when he talked to her, I love what he said. He said this, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. She heard something, and she acted on it. The teaching. Luke chapter 17 and verse 19, and this is Jesus had just left one place. They were going to Jerusalem, and, and uh, he was teaching his, his disciples about forgiveness and faith. All of a sudden, <laughs> ten lepers come to Jesus. I don't know if they were beside, just beside the road or whatever. Probably everybody else was passing by. But when they saw Jesus, they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And, and he, he looked at them. I guess he looked at them. Anyway, I know he said this. Go present yourself, go serve yourself to the priests. I mean, he didn't lay hands on them or anything like that. But I really believe that they must have heard something. Because when they turned to do what Jesus said, and see, that's important too. Do what Jesus says. Do the word of God. They notice they're walking along and they go, whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine? It had to be noticeable. I mean, their skin was all rotted and eat up. But they, they noticed that, that they were healed. Their obedience and hear, hearing him caused them to be healed. But one of them came back. And the Bible says, I don't know why they always bring this up, but a Samaritan. He wasn't a Jew. All the rest of them probably were. But this man was a Samaritan. And Jesus said this. He said, weren't there ten? Only one came back to glorify God. That's the other thing. When God does something, don't you just feel like you're worshiping and glorifying his name? And then Jesus said this, and he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That word is sozo in the Greek, and it means restored and delivered. He wasn't just healed, you guys. His life was restored. I mean, when you're a leper, you can't go home to your wife and say, honey, I'm home. But he can now. Isn't that something? Can you imagine how his family felt when he was able to go back? He, he wasn't even accepted in society. But it, he was restored by the words of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So, so listen, what would the word of God do for each one of us? Well, first of all, besides faith, you know, faith is, that's how we live. We trust him for everything. Amen? Uh, he, we really, he has to always be first place. And no matter what the circumstances are, the relationship that we have with him, we know that we can always share it with him. And he gives us the words through reading that Bible that help us to have faith. 
And like old Winston, when he's out of control, I can begin to just pull it back in. All of us can. So what else can it do for you? I just got a few scriptures I'm going to uh, share with you. And, and, and uh, the first thing, well, I have three points that I want to make today. Number one, it will help you live right. And in Hebrews 4.12, it says this, The word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. Now, discern means this. You perceive something or you recognize it. You recognize it. When the word's on the inside of you, there's something on the inside of you. You perceive something, and, and you, it may be something, I don't need to go there. I've heard of people about to board a train or an airplane. I don't know why I said train. Most people go by airplane. And the Lord spoke to them and said, don't get on that plane. But it's because the word on the inside of us and the spirit of God. Anytime the spirit of God speaks to you, it has to line up with the word of God. If not, it's not the spirit of God. Amen? And then it goes on to, and, and, and so I have another one, Proverbs 1, 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a discerning man will attain wise counsel. I've got a little piece of advice. Always try to hang around with people who know more than you. I, just, just this last year, I had, I had an opportunity to hang around Warren Smith, and I hadn't known him for I knew who he was, but I didn't know him. But this last year, when I was around him, I learned so much just by listening to him because he was so smart in every way, and he loved God so much. And I like that. I like being around people that can impart. I want to be a wise man. Amen? I want to be able to discern things. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord? Y'all still happy? Okay, you still love me? really important to me. Uh, job 34.4, it says this, let us choose justice for ourselves. That's our job. What is just? What is truth? What is right? And it says, let us know among ourselves what is good. Same thing. You know what? I know. We know in, in ourselves because we put the word on the inside of us. James 1.5, it says, to any, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Again, the word of God. Amen? The wisdom, we get wisdom from reading the word of God. Hallelujah. It'll, the word will help us live right. It'll help. You know what the word of God does? It makes you a better husband or a better wife, better dad. And boy, did I need the help. Better dad, a better uh, a mom. The word of God, that standard again, it's like that Zerubbabel talking about that plumb line. There's, there's, there's something that goes down the middle of us that we know we can refer to as the truth. So the next thing it'll do for us, it, it equips us to do good works. I like this part. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. It 
gets us ready to do the work of the ministry, ready to serve others, ready to be that light in the job that you have, ready to always have joy when everybody else is sad, ready to always have a different, a good attitude in your life when everybody else. And you know what? I think a good attitude is so important today. It's so important. People are mad. A lot of people are freaked out and they're kind of mad. I was at this place the other day and I ordered some tea. And and uh, and so when, when <laughs> so this young lady gave me the tea. And so, and it, there were two because I'd taken one to, to Rhonda. And, and, uh, and so she handed me straws. And so I, start, I reached out there to get the straws, and then I went, oh, I don't need them. <laughs> I don't use a straw. I just drink it down. But uh, that's, that's what I do. But anyway, when I did that, she freaked out and threw those things down and said, you can't give them back to me. And I went, whoa, okay, sorry, a straw? <laughs> I'm sorry I made you take that st straw back. But it was the, uh, I don't know. Anyway, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll move on. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, it says this. Now may the God of peace who brought, who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you, what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, he's working on the inside of us. The word's working on the inside of us. Third thing it'll do, it's a guide. It'll guide you. Psalm 119, verse 105, it says this, the word, uh, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my Isaiah 30, 21. I love the scripture. Listen to this. Your ears shall hear a word behind me saying, this is the way. It's almost like a whisper. This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, you know how you know it's the right turn? It's because it lines up with what you have on the inside of you. God wants to guide us. But we know that voice, and we don't follow the voice of a stranger because the stranger is going to talk to you a lot. You ought to go home and throw a fit today. Just, you know, he, you, know you, ought to, you ought to call those people up and tell them what you think. You ought to stir up something. I mean, you know, he talks to us all the time, but you know this voice. This one would probably say, have somebody out to lunch or in, invite someone over to dinner. What about this one? Pray for that person. Pray for them. Lay your hands on them. Bless them. That's what the Word of God says, and that's what the Spirit of God would say. Psalm chapter 25, verses 9 and 10. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. <laughs> the humble. Hallelujah, not the proud. All the paths of the Lord are, are mercy and truth to such as keep his commandment or his covenant 
and his testimonies. Again, his, his covenant is his, his word, his agreement that he's given us. His promise that he's given us and his testimonies are his word. Now, I told you something a little bit earlier that, that I really believe he was doing this. I believe that he was ministering to, he was teaching the multitudes, but he was, he was also teaching the 12, the disciples. I should have called them that too. The 12. He was always doing that. Why was he doing that? He was preparing them because he's going to pass the baton off to them. Everything, the things that he had said, the way he lived, his lifestyle, the way he healed people, his compassion that he had for others. All along, he was mentoring them. He was showing them how to be like him. You know, I, I know this, that when you're in ministry, you try to duplicate yourself. I was in children's ministry for many years, and when I, when I began to mentor somebody, I wanted to be able to turn them loose to let them do their ministry. And that's what Jesus did here. He, he turned them loose because it says in, in Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe the things that I have commanded you. Teach them to observe the commands that I have commanded you. He taught them. Now you go teach others is what he's saying. And then he said this, Lord, I'm with you always to the end of the age. He went with them, didn't he? <laughs> he went with them and he did that. You see why teaching is so important here, guys? We've got to be. You know, I encourage you to get the word of God in you. When you're driving down the street, listen to someone preaching. When you're driving down the street, worship music is so good. Man, I could get lost sometimes when I just begin to worship God. And, and you know, when you do that, you're building your faith so that God can use you. Amen? And that's what it's all about. God wants to use every single one of us. Remember, we're all essential. We're all important. God wants to use our, and you know, every one of us being different, we all have different gifts, talents, things. God wants to use whatever he's put on the inside of you to glorify him and bring more people into the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, I'm just going to stop because we're going to take communion.